When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. I am so excited to partner with them once again in 2022 because they've got a lot of great stuff going on, including an entirely redesigned and renovated driving range and practice area. It's got Top Tracer. It's got, what, like 42 heated bays, individually heated, by the way. And it's even got a food truck and much, much more, such as two bars. Yeah, that's right. Go out to CogHillGolf.com today to learn a little bit more. And, of course, you already know about all their great golf courses, CogHillGolf.com. We're also pleased to continue to work with our friends at WorldwideGolfShops.com. You've heard me talk about them many times before. They've got everything you need for golf. They've got apparel, accessories, training aids, all the new equipment. They've got deals like every single day. And going out to WorldwideGolfShops.com might just help you improve your game this golf season. WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. friends welcome back to the show i am not adam fonseca but you are still listening to golf unfiltered my name is nikki dunnigan and if you missed the last couple episodes or if you just need a refresher we are right in the middle of a mini series that we are calling memoirs from magnolia lane um the temperatures around here are starting to rise and the pollen is starting to lightly coat every surface, um, at least down here in the South. Uh, and that can only mean one thing other than to restock your Claritin, but more importantly, it is master season. And with that, we are kicking off the first major of the year by bringing you stories and traditions surrounding this sacred tournament from the patron point of view. Um, just a quick little reminder and disclaimer that I may not need to say, but I'm going to anyway, this podcast is in no way affiliated, nor are we sponsored by Augusta National Golf Club, the Masters Tournament, or any of its affiliates. Uh, just getting that out of the way again. Um, I am really, really, really excited to introduce you to today's guest. Uh, she grew up just a stone's throw away from Augusta and even got to work the tournament when she was younger. Um, but more importantly, she's the author of a book called Badges, Egg Salad, and Green Jackets, the Masters from A to Z. I am so excited for you to meet Mrs. Julie Ferris. Julie, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm so, so good. I know I'm getting excited for the Masters. And I know you are too. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll get into talking about this soon, but um, right off the bat, who, who is your pick for this year? Not to put you on the spot, but. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought that far yet. Um, <laughs> I, let's see. I mean, one of my favorites is always Jordan Speed. You got to pull for Jordan. Yeah, I know. He's he's a he's a favorite for sure. 
Um, yeah. Now we are definitely going to come back to the book for sure. Cause I have yeah. a ton of questions um, and you know, I love this book. I know you and I were talking about this earlier. I bought one for my son for his Easter basket last year. Um, but you know, I've talked about this on a previous episode. My grandparents are from Augusta. I'm familiar with that area and I'm familiar with how the whole area just completely stops during the, the tournament week. Um, so I'd love to hear from you and from someone who grew up in that area and spent their whole life in that area, what the energy is like during the tournament. Um, and especially what was it like to actually work the tournament? Um, well, the energy is way higher than it used to be when I was um, younger <laughs> growing up. So when I was, when I grew up, I'm from Thompson, Georgia, which is just 30 miles west of Augusta. Um, you could just walk up and get practice round tickets and just walk right in. Um, they probably cost anything. In fact, I never went. Um, I just, I didn't think it was a big deal. And I was never interested in golf until I was in high school. Um, one of my friends said, hey, we should go work the Masters. And um, so a big group of us applied and we got the job. Um, so that was the first time I went was actually when I worked there. So that was spring of 91, I believe. So I did it 91 and 92. Um, and that was a long time ago when they had tents. There were not um, big structures for the concessions. And I worked the concession stands. Um, there were no computers. So these older ladies who worked there every year would um, bring their pillows and they would sit on these stools and um, you had to add up however much, you know, the sandwich and a Coke was, and if it was, you know, 225, you'd go hand, hand over five and you'd say 225 out of five and she'd make the change and she'd give it to you and then you'd go give it to the customer. So that's how things used to work there. Now it's all very different. Um, yeah, anyway. Except for the so, prices. The prices are still. The prices 65. are very similar. Yeah, I think sandwiches have only gone up like 50 cents, which is kind of neat. They were a dollar back then. So I think they're like, the next salad's maybe $1.50 now. Um, so that became a love. I started being very interested in golf then. And I really realized what a big deal it was um, when all these people, they noticed my Southern accent when they'd come <laughs> and they'd um, talk to me and they'd say, you know, you must be from around here and things like that. I'm like, well, people come from all over to come to this tournament. It's right here in our backyard. Um, so from there, I started being very interested in golf and um, luckily I've been able to um, to attend practice rounds and the Masters. I've been a time since then. Um, but you're right. Now the I mean, the town just stops Master Suite. Even Thompson does. It's so much fun. Um, a lot of my friends in Augusta, they rent out their houses, and they've been working for weeks um, getting their houses ready. Master's ready is what they call it. Um, and, the you know, the town spruce up. Thompson spruces up. The country clubs get ready for lots of golfers who come, and they go to the Masters, and then they also um, play golf there a couple of times. Restaurants. Have great menus that week, and um, and the, everything's just beautiful. Um, you mentioned the pollen being out. I actually just went on a walk, and azaleas are starting to bloom too. So I was getting kind of excited about that. So if they're blooming here, I know they're really blooming um, in Augusta. Oh yeah, they've they've got it under control there. You know, whether it doesn't matter what the temperature is, they probably have some a greenhouse somewhere where they've got they've got yes. them in bloom for sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that's sort of how I became interested in the masters. That's so interesting that that you used to be able to just walk up and buy a, a practice round ticket, practice you know, tickets, right. whenever, um, you know, because right. now nowadays practice round tickets go for thousands of dollars um, oh, and yeah. for, for a practice round when you may or may not even get to see a player even hit the ball, um, right. which is 
because people are paying that much money just to see the course. <laughs> sure. Oh, absolutely. And it, you know, it's worth it. If I'd never been before to go one time, it'd be worth it. Yeah. Just to see the course. It's just gorgeous. And it's hard to explain. And it, it to somebody who's never been there before, how pretty it is and how pristine everything is. I've seen people say like that, that it's worth it to spend that much money on a practice round ticket. Even if you get rained out and you spend all day in the pro shop, spending even more money shopping and you don't even get to see, you know, an ounce of golf is that all you did was spend money all day long. So that is in the new golf shop. It's very nice. Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, you mentioned that you, you weren't even really interested in golf, you know, at the time. And, um, you know, you, you mentioned that you don't actually play a lot of golf. Um, and, and that's actually something that you and I have in common. Um, I, as many times as I've been to the masters and as much as you go to the masters and as much as you love the masters, um, right. you know, the fact that neither of us play, we still have a real love for this tournament and what it stands for and what it means. Um, that kind of leads me into my next question. Something that we are asking all of our guests on this mini series, what does the tradition unlike any other mean to you? Um, especially as someone who doesn't actually play a lot of golf, you know, a lot of people assume that the masters is something that means a lot to golfers. Um, you know, so it, I I would love to hear your point of view and your take on that as someone who doesn't actually play a lot. Yeah, well, I don't play at all, so I don't not play, I don't play at all. <laughs> but I love golf, um, and my husband is a golfer, and my son is a golfer, so that's um, I do love and appreciate and how hard the game is because of that. Um, it's no, it's just a special place, and it's so neat how the whole country comes together to watch the Masters that week. Um, and us as a family, we don't make any plans. I mean, especially that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, you don't do anything other than watch the Masters <laughs> those couple of days. Unfortunately, my daughter has had some sports soccer events. Or, uh, anyway, we can a live stream it on the, if she's playing on Masters Sunday. But other than that, that's it. I mean, we are glued to the TV. And um, anyway, it's just very special. Um, the coverage is wonderful. The golfers so appreciate it. Um, they love the town in Augusta, and Augusta just welcomes them with open arms. Um, all the people there and the patrons are discreet. They're so they're treated in such a kind and nice way. I've been to other golf tournaments before and it's very different. Um, so it's a pretty special place. Um, all the traditions there, so everything from the Champions Dinner to the, um, the, the Par 3 contest where the families get involved. Um, and seeing all the members and the green jackets out there and all the jobs that they do that week. Um, it's a lot of work to put on this tournament and it shows. So I hope it only continues to grow and stays as special as this. Now you mentioned something that um, another one of our guests brought up as well is how how different this tournament is from other tournaments. You know, you mentioned that you've been to other golf tournaments. Um, you know, as as someone who the Masters was your first tournament, was it a like a shell shock to you when you went to another tournament? You know, what was what was one of the things that stood out to you the most? when you went to um, another tournament, like as far as the, the bathrooms, a lot of golf <laughs> they have portalettes and not at the masters. <laughs> yeah. Not at the masters. Um, and prices of food. Um, I mean, of course, if, I mean, you can just talk about food at the masters, that's, you can talk about that for 30 minutes, but, um, 
how, how wonderful the sandwiches are and how it's evolved a little bit through the years and they've added some things, but not a whole lot. Um, I remember when I used to work there, the chicken sandwiches, they just came with one bun, like just one bun and one chicken breast and the green bag. They mm -hmm. do have two buns now. They've added that. Um, the peach ice cream, is, those peach ice cream sandwiches, those are new. The cookies are new. But yeah. um, so much has stayed the same um, compared to going to another tournament where, you know, you pay $8 for a hot dog. Um, so that's pretty special, too, that uh, they keep it level and you eat this one with the sandwiches. I, my husband and I are obviously used to going to to the Masters and and eating all day long for, you know, right. less than $20. And we went to the, the, the PGA championship for the first time, which is obviously a major. And we were sure. expecting to spend a little bit more money, but um, we spent it was $60 for both of us to just eat lunch. We both right. got just, just a burger and some chips and a drink and like not even an alcoholic beverage either, but sure. we were just yeah. floored by yeah. the, the prices and you know, yeah. we, we heard several other people online being like, well, this ain't Augusta prices and, no. you know, so, <laughs> but you're, you're absolutely also, right. They, they do it so differently. Yeah, they do. The parking, you know, was so nice at Augusta too. And it's free now, you know, they, they've added this parking space, this parking lot in the past couple of years used to be people would charge and you'd be happy and happily pay $20 um, to park in their, in their lots or in their driveways. But yeah, that's so nice too. Um, if they want everything to be free and you park and there's a nice pond straw around and just walk into the tournament. But is that, do you think that that's the, the, all of these things that the, the cost of the food being so low and the bathrooms being so nice. And, you know, do you think that that is worth, you know, when, when these people are paying tens of thousands of dollars to these tickets, do you think that that offsets the, the cost of what they're paying for these tickets sometimes, you know? Well, the badge holders don't pay that much. That's true. Yes, that's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the so people who are getting... <laughs> want to help with that stuff. Yeah, the badge holders, yeah, they just pay a couple hundred and that's it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yes, the Augusta National wants it as nice as it can be, and it is. So yeah, that's pretty special. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. Um, now, I, I do want to talk about the book, um, sure. and I I know I mentioned this before. I, I stumbled across your Instagram. I believe it was last year, um, and I've never bought something so fast in my life. I saw this book, and I was like, <laughs> I have to have this. It's so cute. Um, I I had a toddler, a very young toddler, and I was like, this is the cutest book I've ever seen. But after I bought it, I realized this isn't just a children's book. Like everybody would love, like any golf fan, especially Masters fans would love to have this book. Um, sure. And you even went out of your way to email me after I bought it and said, I'd love to like personalize it. Personalize and I just it. thought that was the, the nicest thing ever. And you don't just do that for one person. Like that wasn't just a special thing for me. You do that for everybody. Right. right. Yeah, I do. That, and that is just the, the sweetest thing. Um, but I, I, I've recommended it to so many of my golf friends and non-golf friends, um, ones with kids and ones without. Um, but, you know, besides the obvious love for the tournament, what was your inspiration for doing this, this, this children's book that's not really a children's book? It's for everybody. So, yeah, well, I'm a teacher. And so I do love children's books. I teach kindergarten. Um, I used to teach preschool. And um, I had children at the time um, when I got the idea to write it. It was back in 2011. Um, so my daughter had just turned four and my son was six. And my husband had been to the tournament that day. Um, I forget which day, but it was on the first day. 
And um, I was giving Catherine a bath that night. And um, Catherine said, where did daddy go again? And so when he went to the Masters, and she kind of looked at me. And I said, you know, it's that tournament close to where Ellie and Kat, my parents live in Thompson. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, where did he eat lunch? She was all interested. And he actually got to go with a member that day, a friend of his work. And I said, well, it's a really big deal. He got to eat at the clubhouse, Catherine. Um, that's a big deal. So she said, well, what does that look like? And so here we have it here. <laughs> um, so that's really what did it. Um, like I, I tell many people, my wheels started spinning then. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think there's a children's book about the Masters. Um, and when we did have the Masters on, when Catherine was younger, now she watches it, but she would go do other things. She'd go in another room, watch the movie, or go outside and play. So she really maybe never had seen clubhouse um so bob was home by then i got him to come upstairs finish getting cap in the bath we just had one computer event so i ran downstairs and i started doing google search masters and it wasn't one um so right then i got the idea um a friend of mine a girl that i used to teach with had written a book about the raids years ago and was back to her field um so I, I had her book and I looked it up and saw the mascot books was the publisher and they do all the game day books, the Georgia books and um, many other books as well. So I looked at their website. There was a place, a little um, question where you could write and then, you know, your idea about a book. So I don't know, just being a teacher, I thought, oh, I need to do a master's A to Z. Um, so I sent it to them. This was on a, oh, you know what? It was actually on a Friday night. Uh, so I sent it in on Friday night. Well, Saturday morning, it was before we had iPhones. I got up and checked my email thinking they might have emailed me back. And I was, well, I was like, I really don't think they're working on Friday night. <laughs> um, so I decided, I was like, I need to write this book. So I got a legal pad and wrote the alphabet out with a couple of lines in between each one. I called my parents that day. They were actually going. And I said, don't tell anybody, but here's my idea. If y'all see anything good, let me know. But, you know, I want to write this. So that weekend in front of the TV, I really saw, you know, anything that started with an A, I'd write it down, Zellius, Augusta. If I'd see B, I'd, you know, think of B words, birdie, bogeys, um, badges is what it ended up being. So by Sunday night, I had a couple of keywords for every letter of the alphabet. Um, and on Monday, I did hear from those got books um, that they were wow. very interested in my book. And, um, yeah, so from there, I um, went on to write a keyword, I read, read a paragraph for each one. I, I picked the 26 best keywords, um, and then I wrote a couple of sentences or a good paragraph explaining each one. Um, anyway, and then in 2012, it was published. And that, that is one something, because you, you mentioned, I'm glad you actually talked about how, like, you you went through the process of, like, writing out multiple different things for each letters because right. as I was sitting there reading through the first time I read through it I was like I I wonder what each letter is going to be you know okay. and yeah what, what was your process for for limiting that down you know how did you decide that you know E was going to be egg salad and H was going to be honorary starters and you know well, not to spoil hard. the book for everyone but yeah, you know yeah it was hard um I tried to make it master specific terms oh can you see me anymore yes I, yeah I can Okay, my camera stopped. Um, oh, there I am. All right. Um, so I try to use master specific terms. So I decided not to do bogey, birdie, 
and golf. Not golf in general, but masters right. more. Because good. anything is golf, you know, that could right. be any kind of tournament. So I tried to make it more master specific, like, um, you know, G is for green jacket, B is for badges. Mm-hmm. Of course, C is for clubhouse because Catherine was the one that did that. Yeah. So that's really how I chose them. Um, I did do E is for egg salad because that's my very favorite sandwich there. Um, and um, yeah, so anyway, that's how I kind of chose them. Um, I knew that I wanted, I didn't want like a cartoonish book for kids. I wanted something that might be a coffee table book or the book that others would enjoy. A lot of people give this to dads and granddads um, and they appreciate it and they read it to their grandchildren. Also, a lot of people learn a lot from this book. Um, sort of some inside information that they didn't know. I was lucky enough to, um, two, two members worked with me and um, kind of read through it and made sure that I had all my facts correct, which was really, <laughs> so I wanted it, wanted it right. Um, but I wanted a good illustrator and um, Mascot Books has illustrators on retainer that you can uh, you know, use them, but I really didn't like anything that they use. And there is a guy, my hometown Thompson, um, Josh Thomas, that had gone to SCAD and I knew that he um, was a great painter um, and I knew he had a love of golf as well, but he had coached my son in his first little golf camp, Thompson, um, when Rob was five, when he was five. So I contacted Josh and asked him if he'd be interested in it. He said, sure, you know. Um, so he kind of did a front cover for me. I said, well, let me see, you know, your ideas. I told him my ideas, so he did a front cover for me, and a couple weeks later, we're in Thompson for Easter, and he met me at the country club and brought me the front cover, and um, I liked it, and so I decided to hire him, so we worked together. His dad also used to coach golf at Augusta College, Augusta State back then, and um, they know the national role well, so I got very lucky with Josh being able to do this. I've gotten so many um, so many good compliments on the illustrations in the book. I was just about to say, the illustrations are beautiful as well you know and the not only are not only is the like each letter something extremely unique and the information is extremely educational but the illustrations are like what what drew me in too and they're just they're so so beautiful um I have to I have to ask which it sounds weird to say like what letter is your favorite because it's not like what letter of the alphabet is your favorite (laughs) but what letter what letter in the in the book is is your favorite well, I do love, I mean, the E, I thought he nailed the egg salad. I'm looking at the book right now. Um, right, I love it's so how, beautiful. I love how he drew the egg salad with the green sort of cellophane around it that you can see through because that's the way it's, it, um, you buy it at the Masters. And then there's the Masters Club on top of it. So when you're the author, you get to choose what goes in the back of the book. So you see it in the back of the book, I'll put that page mm-hmm. uh, on the back of the book. So yeah, that's really my favorite. I love that one. Um, so just put a little plug in. You can also, when you're the author, you can have, um, some ideas. So I was like, you know, it might be fun if I feature my kids in here. So on the K page, I got him to draw my daughter, Catherine. Um, and anyway, it was kind of a, it was a surprise to both my kids. They didn't know that they were going to be in the book and she was missing some teeth at the time. <laughs> um, and then my son was, he was in third grade when the Tumbus was done. So he's in the W page, the www.masters.com. Oh, um, so special for them. They're, yeah, they're going to have this forever. I know they will. And then at the very back on the Z page, um, Josh had drawn that. And I thought the drawing was just kind of plain. And he would send them to me on email and I'd look at them. And um, I was sitting there looking at 
in my den and I saw my dog Molly laying on the floor and I was like, oh, Josh, why don't you have my dog Molly make a little bit more hungry? <laughs> so I sent him a picture of Molly and he drew it. So when the book came um, and I showed it to the kids, they thought it was neat that they're in the book, but they were way more excited about our dog Molly. About the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Molly's funny. still around. She's laying on the floor with me. She's an old girl now, but we told Aww. her that she's a superstar being in a book. Oh, well, that is so special. I know my my favorite page is I, I was I was tickled to see that the that letter X was extremely fast greens. Yeah, that's <laughs> X is tough. Yeah, it is, it is. It's a tough letter. X and Q are both very, very tough letters. I, I think you picked picked good ones for both of those, but I I, I personally loved extremely fast greens. I thought that was a, a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had that. to get creative with that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely. Um, well, we um I'm gonna definitely include um any and everywhere where people can purchase the book. Um okay, and in the episode notes. Um is um is there anywhere else that uh is there anywhere specifically that you want people to go and purchase the book over yeah, anywhere so else? The, the best way to buy it is straight from my website and it's ww. So I started my own business. I um Anyway, doing this, I've learned a lot about owning a you know small business. And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, luckily my husband helps me out with the finance part. Um, so www.junebugprint.com is my website. So if people order straight from there, then I receive the order. So that's what you did, and then I'll email them and just say, "How would you like this personalized?" Um, and I've done some very interesting personalizations through the years. Um, I mean, you could. That, Tell us about, or are they? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're just funny. I should have written them down. Um, one last year, I've never done. So I like to personalize it for, you know, whoever you're giving it to. If it's J for the Jones family or, um, you know, M is for Mark, something like that. And my son's L is for Logan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it may, yeah, it makes it kind of special. Um, sometimes people want me just to write some bizarre things. I'm like, well, why don't you write that to them? Um, <laughs> but this was interesting. Last year, a little girl's name was Magnolia Lane. <gasps> no. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So I did. And this for Magnolia and Alice for Lane. Um, so I thought wow. that was cool. It's like, oh my gosh, there are, there's some golf lovers there. I was about to say that those are some Masters fans right there. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, but lots of messages that people want me to write, you know, keep on golfing or keep working hard, things like that. But it is fun to personalize them. I do lots for baby showers, um, you know, for children not even born. So I'll do, you know, B is for baby girl, you know, Jones or something like that, which has been fun to do. Um, and then a lot for birthday presents, and Christmas presents and Easter baskets when Easter is right around typically Master's Week, um, like you did. It's the perfect Easter basket. Yes. Um, yes. I was about to say, I'm sure that the uptick is, is coming in right now, oh, yeah. right yeah. now as it's getting fun. closer. Yeah. yeah. Which is a lot of fun. So a lot of re children's boutiques period, a, a number of stores have carried it through the years. Um, some golf clubs carry it. PJ Superstore used to carry it. Um, so a lot of children's boutiques carry it, which is nice. Um, but then a good amount of orders I get personally from a website. And that's when I will personalize it for the people. It's also sold on Amazon, but they order straight from a publisher. Um, so they aren't signed by me. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the, the end goal is obviously for the um, Augusta National Pro Shop to carry it 
in there. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yes. Yeah. And I've tried. Um, I tried in 2011 when I first had the idea and I came up with a business plan and talked to them and um, emailed back and forth and talked to the phone and they loved the idea, but they said they just weren't ready um, for a children's book yet. So I kind of put it on hold that 2011 year. So I tried again in 2012. Um, and once again, they love, the, and this is the business office that we're working with. Right, um, right. They love the idea again and said they just weren't ready to tackle that project. But they said, if I wanted, like many other, most other books that have been written about the masters, as long as I didn't use their official logo, then I was free to publish it. Um, so we were sure not to use their logo. And just like you said at the beginning of this, there are many there are a couple different places where it says this publication was not authorized by the best national. Yes. We actually got a media attorney in New York to look at it to make sure. Um, so anyway, um, a lot of Augusta people do order it. And um, anyway, maybe one day they'll care. it. I think it's the perfect gift. Um, you know, children out for shirts and onesies and um, that this is a, this is a great gift and they can learn so much from it. And the goal was to teach children about the masters and how special it is. And hopefully that might get them interested in playing golf. It's such a wonderful support for girls and for boys. Um, so um, that's my goal is that I hope that children will and appreciate the masters and maybe want to watch it with their mom and dad and maybe get to go one day. That's such a good point. And I, I love that point as well, because, you know, there's such a good push around right now. I think the, the big PGA tour golf, uh, theme is, you know, grow the game. Sure. Um, and, and I think, I think this is an excellent way to do that. I think the, you know, there's a lot of efforts around, um, making the, the tournaments cooler. And, um, but okay. I think it, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that has to happen off the course first to, right. to get, get the kids interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and you know, and the national has done lots of that since I've written it, and I've had a couple of revisions to the book. Um, they added drive chip and putt um, after I wrote this, and so I believe that I added that on the K page is where it talks about um, drive chip and putt. Yeah, yes, and um, the junior pass program was also implemented after I wrote the book, so I added that as well. Um, so it, yeah, it talks about both of those. Um, a few other revisions I made was um, for the Eisenhower tree after the ice storm happened. Yeah. And then that was maybe 2014. So um, on the um, Ike page, I added, uh, yeah, it was 2014 and ice storm damage smashed the tree's branches and that was removed. Um, I, remember, I remember when it was removed because they had, they sold keychains in the pro shop that were, that had like pieces of the tree on them and those yeah. flew off the shop. Oh, I bet. I'm yeah. sure. And then another revision I made was, I do love the H's for honorary starters page. Mm -hmm. Josh did a really good job um, drawing them. But after um, after Arnold Palmer died, I added the late Arnold Palmer. Because mm. still, uh, yeah, so I added that. Um, so yeah, just a few revisions. Other than that, pretty much everything is basically still the same. The same. No cell phones still. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that is um, and, that and the tradition unlike any other. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Which I love. It's so nice just being there with yeah, my phones. It's nice. It is. And I love seeing the pictures, like the comparison of the pictures of the tournaments when you right. see the crowd following Tiger at the Masters versus the crowd yeah. at, you know, and everyone's eyes are on the golf, you know. And I, I you know, I've gone to other tournaments and I've had my phone up taking pictures, but sure. 
it's it's a completely different experience to be there and like you feel more in the moment and i think that gives into the like fomo experience a little bit you know because the only you you have like word of mouth is the only way you get to talk about you know being there so yeah right yeah yeah it is pretty special and you can't they do have phones available if you need to call and contact with somebody yes um, we have made many yeah. phone calls it's kind of nice being there and yeah nobody can contact you yeah you're you feel very off the grid a little bit right in a very special place yes yes absolutely um well i just want to thank you again so so much for being here um one more question what what is next is there another book coming are we going to do a um instead of a to z are we going to do a, a you know one through ten kind of master's theme so book? a lot of people have asked that in fact i used when i first wrote the book i did a lot of author visits at, at schools which was a lot of fun um, and we'd write an A to Z book about their school and sort of teach them about it. Um, and I'd also show them illustrations, some of the real illustrations and how, um, you know, how it changes once you get on the page. Um, one of the questions people would always ask is what's, you know, what's your next book? And a lot of people tell me what my next book should be. Um, <laughs> but as a mom of two kids right now, my son's a senior in high school. My daughter's a um, sophomore and I teach and this one's still selling. I'm not going to write another book anytime soon. <laughs> I do not blame you at it's all. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of time and it's a big investment and it's definitely paid off for this one. Yeah. Um, but this one is still selling. I'm keeping up with it. But right next to this report card that I need to work on in a few minutes to, for parent conferences tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yes, I have had some thoughts about what I would do next. Um, and maybe I will one day. Um, but not right now. Well, that is, hey, that is all future state. And, you know, eventually, um, if we get there, we get there. But for now, yeah. we will, we will do the best that we can here to help you keep selling this one. Um, and we will, we will share this with all of our listeners. And um, I am sure, I am sure that there are going to be some listeners out there who are going to scoop this up. Um, so be prepared for <laughs> some more I orders will. coming, Sounds coming great. your way. Uh -huh. get, get your Get your Sharpies ready to uh, I will, uh, start. Yeah, I do have to buy a lot of Sharpies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so, so much for being here. Um, we, again, really appreciate it. And it's it's so nice to talk to um, more people who have a, a unique experience and a unique connection to the Masters and to this tournament. Um, and uh, we are looking forward to the tournament coming up. And um, are you going to be going this year? You know, you I don't think so. Well, I'm going and taking my son with some other moms and friends on spring break for their senior trip. Oh, so I'm doing special. that at the beginning of the week. My husband and daughter are actually going to drop ship and putt on that Sunday. And then oh, she has nice. a soccer game that Friday night at, for high school. And um, so we will be watching it definitely, though. Of course. You can't miss yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Um, and for our listeners out there, we will have more coming to you soon from this mini series. Um, once again, you can reach us on social media at Golf Unfiltered. If you have any questions or concerns, you can reach Adam at golfunfiltered.com uh, or you can reach me, Nikki at golfunfiltered.com. Um, Julie, thank you again so, so much. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. Uh, and we will see all of you again soon for another episode of Memoirs from Magnolia Lane. Cheers. Cheers.